You're listening to Women in Wealth WordPress, a podcast dedicated to the pursuit of female empowerment and financial freedom through the wonderful world of web design. Happy Thursday. I hope that you have had a good week so far and you are looking forward to this next episode of things that you might be missing in your website build process. If you haven't listened to part one, definitely go back and listen to that first. You actually don't really need to listen to them in order. (laughs) So feel free to go back to that one after. But I think that there's a really a lot of helpful gems there as well. So in this episode, we are moving on with the go live pieces. Let's get into it. All right. So first up, SSL certificate. I feel like most people do get this at the moment, but one thing that I do notice some people miss sometimes is that they're not installing the SSL on both the www and the non-www version. So this can mean that sometimes if you Google them and you go via Google, that is leading to a security warning. Whereas if you type it in, it's fine. This is one thing that I see pop up again and again. So it's just a really important piece that you need to be aware of. All right, next up, CDN or Content Delivery Network. Similar to that caching piece, this allows users to download a version of the website from a place closest to them. So as I mentioned, it's a network, Content Delivery Network. So they have servers all across the world. And depending on where a visitor is coming from, they can download a version of your website from the nearest CDN. So it can again speed up that loading process when they're coming to view your website. There are a few that are paid, there are a few that are free, but whatever you decide to use, I really recommend that you start implementing this in your client's website. Again, with GT Metrics, this is always one of the top recommendations that they do. And as soon as you turn it on, you can see that speed drastically change. So it's really, really important. Okay, next up, Google Analytics. Google Analytics is so critical for people to be able to check their website, check their data, see what's happening, make changes, test and change over time figure out what's working, figure out what's not working, figure out where they can make improvements. It's really important, I believe. It's a free product. It's one of those things that you have to integrate. But again, I think that you have to be doing this to call yourself a website developer. So yeah, setting up Google Analytics and also installing it into the website, whether that's via a plugin or using some header code, whatever it is, you really need to be integrating that and also making sure that your client has access to it. One good tip here is that if they're the type of people who aren't going to log in and check their analytics, maybe setting up some kind of report to send to them so they can see if there's any spikes or dips and if there's anything that they really need to look into and be across what's happening on the website. That is so helpful. And that's also really helpful for your business because, you know, if they're seeing those reports months on month, then they might be looking at it and going, okay, we really need to put some work into SEO. Or we really need to change this page because it's not getting very many hits or it's got a high bounce rate or whatever it is. There's things that you can do and we can change and that really helps to build that relationship with your client and get ongoing work as well. It's a two-way street there. It's really beneficial for both of you. All right, next up, search console submission. This is definitely one I see missed over and over again. And a really quick way to see if someone has submitted to their site to a Google search console is to search for their business name. And if only one link comes up, basically, if only their homepage comes up, you can tell straight away they probably haven't submitted their site to Google Search Console. If the site has just gone live, it can take some time for this to filter through. But if they have a five-page website and only one page is showing up when you're searching specifically for their name, there is something gone wrong there. If you're searching for your own business name, you really need to be dominating that whole entire search engine results page. And 
submitting to Google Search Console is the quickest way to do that. Again, it's free. Again, it's not the easiest thing to do. Same as analytics. There's a little bit of complexity with a lot of these things I'm talking about. But I think to be charging decent money, to be working in this field and doing a good job for your clients, to be actually standing up and saying, I'm worth this much value, you need to be doing these things. So along with that, I also say you should also submit to Bing. It's quite funny. Bing has a login process where you can log in with your Google email and you can pull in your sitemap from Google to Bing. So you don't need to actually submit it in two different places. You just need to tick the box. And so even Bing knows Google is the leader. However, I do still recommend you you do it with Bing as well because a lot of voice activated search still uses Bing and a lot of mobile browsers still use Bing as their main search. So definitely worthwhile doing it. And it only takes another three minutes or something. So you can add it to your value ads, you can add it to your inclusions, and it's still obviously great, but it doesn't take that much longer. All right, next up, client communication. At Go Live, you really want to be reaching out to your client, telling them Go Live's coming up, get excited, start talking about it, talk to your clients, tell them why you're doing it, tell them what's coming, tell them what the benefits are of the change, all of these types of things. And then at Go Live, you really want to give them everything they need, give them the information they need, give them the correct logins and all of that type of stuff. Give them some images so that they can share them on their social media profiles, use some mock-ups and all of that type of stuff that is so helpful for them. And coming back to that two-way street, if you're giving them something to share and they're proud of the work, they might shout you out and that can be really great for your business as well. So that communication piece at Handover is really important. And next on my list, I actually have Handover. So I do consider these two separate things. I have client communication at Go Live, and then I have handover. With my handover, I really consider that giving them the tools of everything that they need to know to manage their website on a day-to-day basis. So this means changing images and photos, changing meta descriptions, duplicating a page or a post so that they can add new content to their site within the parameters and the build that I've already set making updates if they opt to do their own maintenance so running plugin theme and core updates and really that's it I also give them a few tips for SEO but I have pre-recorded videos for each of these modules and I'm like this is what you need to know about your website and especially the updates piece I really hammer home because I'm like you need to do these updates or you need to pay me to do them if this is not happening your website will break so I've given you the tools I've told you throughout I've told you at onboarding I've told you at handover I've told you on the back end of your website, I have all of these videos that you can watch and I have this custom dashboard and it really says the most important thing here is that you need to keep your website updated. So there is nowhere in that process that if they don't update their site and their forms start working, which has happened to me, even though SMTP was configured, I had a client come back and let me know that they emailed me and the email didn't come through. Well, I log in and all of her plugins need to be updated and some are months out of date. I update them. I run a check and the form works again, right? So I'm okay. It's because your plugins weren't updated. Do you want to go on a maintenance plan or do you want to do it yourself? If you want to do it yourself, there is a video there. I know I've told you before, but you need to do it. It's like a car. You need to get it serviced. This is your online presence. You need to keep it updated. So that handover piece is really critical in making sure they know what they can do what they need to come back to you for because if you don't give them any guidance they're just going to get in themselves and they're going to break it and then they're going to come back to you anyway if you give them some guidance they'll know what they can and can't do and what they need to come back to you for and most of the time 
If a client needs to change a photo or a couple of words, it's quicker for them just to do it on their own, right? They don't need to come back to you for every little thing. And obviously it's better for them because they save money. So I really think it's important to empower them to do the basics and really come back to you for the bigger piece. And I think in doing that and giving them that trust and giving them that support and that really great handover process, they will trust you and they will come back to you for those bigger things. Or if they're finding that they don't have the time and they don't want to do it themselves, they will be happy to pay you for it, but they're going to know what's involved. So it's going to be more of a transparent and trustworthy process and interaction, which I really like. All right, moving on. So beyond the go live, again, like I mentioned about that maintenance piece, really need to make it clear that website needs to be updated. You need to do it or I need to do it. And if you're going to do it, you need to do it and you need to schedule it in your calendar and make it a priority and do it weekly. I have a number of clients that I do maintenance for and every week I make sure I go in and I do those updates. I do the security check. Everything that I'm saying I'm doing, I am doing it. So really make it a priority. Next up, check-ins. So along with that maintenance piece, you really do want to be keeping in touch with them and letting them know that things have been done. It's really easy, I think. It's actually quite funny. There's a weird... I don't know if this is just my money mindset or if this is a general thing, but when you sign up for something like Zoom and that money is coming out of your account every week, you're like, yeah, you pay the money, you pay the money, you pay the money. You're not like, what am I paying that money for? Who am I paying it to? What are they doing for me? It's just a business expense that you need to be paying. I think similarly with website, if they were paying for their hosting through a company, it's the same thing. That's my website hosting. I need to pay my website hosting. But when it comes to the macro level and it's you and them and you know each other and they're paying you $50 a month or $100 a month and they're seeing that come out of their account every month, it can be a little bit like, oh, what am I paying for? So I'm not sure where that mindset switch happens with people, but it's something I have experienced with my clients and it's something clients who are coming to work with me have said, oh, they're charging me $700 a year and I don't even know what they do. So it's something I hear again and again. Along with this, what I really want you to be doing is keeping in touch with your clients and telling them that this fee includes this and this and this. This is what I've done for you this month. These are the updates I've done. This is the security check. It's come back clean. And sending that through to them to say, I've actually done something for you. And this can be automated as well using specific softwares. But what that will do is it will allow them to be like, oh yeah, she is doing something for me. And they'll be happy to continue paying that money. And that's going to lead you to a lot better revenue stream and profit balance at the end of the time. So it doesn't take long, build it into your process, keep in touch, right? Okay, next up, upsells. One thing that I like to do at, at the end of a project is really look at where to next. So when I'm doing those check-ins with them, I'm really keeping in touch regularly. So that's really great. But down the track, I can be like, hey, I've got this new service. Would this be of use to you? Hey, you've been coming back to me for a lot of changes recently. Do you want to buy a pack or go on a retainer so that you can make sure everything you need is getting done? Hey, I'm looking at working on a marketing package. Is this something that would be helpful? We can do a little bit of SEO. We can do a little bit of this. We can work on EDMs for you. Is there anything else within this area that can be really beneficial for your clients? And how can you facilitate that? How can you make it a part of your process? How can you work with what you already have? People who already know, like, and trust you and actually need those things from you. I've said this before, selling is serving, but also selling is sharing. Just letting people know what you have available, what your skills are, what else they can do with you to keep that process going. 
I think that's really beneficial. One thing I do with clients is I offer a bulk pack of hours. If they're a bigger client and I know they're going to have a lot of changes, I say, hey, website's all done now, but I have this special offer at the end of a website project and you can purchase 12 hours for the price of 10. You pay up front and they're valid for the rest of the year. And anytime you need me, I'll be there. I give you priority support. Whereas if you were just to come to me, you'll go to the bottom of my funnel. It might take me a week to get back to you. All of these types of things. You can give them a reason to book in with you on a continuing basis. And it really helps the both of you. It helps your cash flow. It helps them knowing that they've got you to call on if something goes wrong. So it's really beneficial. Okay, next up, emergency support. One thing I find in this industry is that the website build is great, obviously. It's fun, it's creative, it's a big chunk of money, it's this dopamine high, it's great, right? But then at the other end of that, I see a lot of designers transitioning into this field and their client comes back to them and they've got a critical error or their client comes back to them and their site's been hacked or their client comes back to them and their emails aren't working, all of these little things. So Emergency support is something I believe we really need to be offering. We need to have someone we can throw to. Decide where you land on that spectrum and what you want it to be. I believe that we should be doing it as much as possible. And along with this, I really believe that the majority of things that we need to fix aren't hard fixes. We just need to know how to do them. We need to have some confidence to go through the process. We need to have some guidance to take us there. We need to have someone encouraging us to say that we can do it. And then when we have those things, they're not scary at all. So in my course, Women Wealth WordPress, the last module is basically a tech library or an emergency library. And it goes through how to fix a critical error, how to fix a hack site, how to roll back a site. There's about 11 modules all up and they're all the extraneous things that I believe we need to know as web developers. If a client is hiring you and you're like, yeah, cool, I can build your website and you build them a website. They're going to expect that you know how to maintain that website, how to help get that website live, if something goes wrong, how to fix it, all of those types of things. And if you don't know those things and they come back to you and you're like, oh, I don't know, go and talk to such and such, that's going to affect that relationship that you have with them. They're going to expect those things from you, regardless of whether you say, I, I'm just a designer or whatever. If you're offering a development service and you're not outsourcing the development, they're going to expect that you know enough along with that development piece to actually help them when things go wrong and if you can't that is going to lead to breakdown in the relationship it's going to lead to issues it's going to lead to mistrust and on the flip side if you can they're going to become even more of your raving fans because they're going to be like she helped me out she got back to me she was really calm she got it fixed really quickly she talked me down when I was really stressed because my emails weren't working she let me know emails resend for 48 hours they'll still come through all of these types of things if you can come from that place and you're confident in fixing things, that relationship is going to be far different from if you say, oh, I can't help, go and talk to this person. And along with that, these are additional things that you can charge for. So again, it comes back to that piece of it's cheaper to get continued work and loyal work and recurring work than it is to get a new client every time. So all of these small pieces eventually can lead to you having a baseline of income and then your projects are cream, right? So I think that's the best place to be. It's just a way to increase your income over time by having more skills related to the things that you do. So that is really helpful. Coming back to that hosting piece and that software piece, when you have these things really set up well from the start with the configuring the backups, with the using the right software, with SMTP, SEO, good caching software, a good CDN, 
all of these types of things that actually reduces the issues that you get at the other end. So you have less of that emergency support. You also really get to know your software inside and out so that when you have that emergency situation, it's much easier to fix what's already there. There's so many benefits of having a really thorough end-to-end process. All right, last couple. I said I was going to breeze through this, but clearly I have not. This is so funny. Okay, so next up, marketing. At the end of every project, you really want to collect a review. If that project went well, obviously ask them to leave a public review. If you feel there were parts that you could have done better or improved, send them a survey and really ask them for their honest feedback and take it on. Try and put your ego to the side, try and take it really clearly and without emotion and see what you can change about the process. I think that is the best way for us to learn and grow because clients will see things about our process that we don't necessarily see or know. They may have experience in other areas that we necessarily don't that can help us improve and make it better for the next client. So that is so valuable. And lastly, this is what I'm guilty of myself, marketing. Use what you have created and market it. Add it to your portfolio. Add it to your Pinterest. Share it on your Instagram feed. Share it in some local business groups and be like, hey, this client came to me with this issue. This is what we did about it. This was where we landed. This is what they said about the process. Everything that you're doing, we're actually in quite a unique place in that we're creating content while we work. So those mock-ups that we're giving to clients to help launch their website, we can also post those to our feed. So we have this bank of content that we can always share. But what we get really bad at doing is actually sharing it. So I'm really encouraging you to do that and myself. (laughs) Yeah, these are all things that I go through in my course. I actually have checklists. I have software checklists. I have workflows and emails set up for each stage gate of my process. And this is all stuff that I really cover in my Women Wealth WordPress course. So if you have been going through and you've realized that there are a few things here that are missing, I would really love for you to let me know and tell me a number. I actually should have said this at the start. Count how many are missing. (laughs) So yeah, I would love to know if anyone has been tallying up. Please send me a message and let me know what your number is. I would love to talk to you more about how I can help you grow your business and close the gaps between the issues that you're seeing and where you want to be. Thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, have a great week. If you love what I do here, let's connect. I tend to hang out on Instagram and you can find me at Seedling Digital and at Woman Wealth WordPress. You can head to womanwealthwordpress.com forward slash freebie to download my free Embrace Your Dream Life workbook. This guide is over 10 pages of actionable information and worksheets designed to help you build a profitable and fulfilling business in three steps. Get clear on your why, improve your money mindset and hone in on your messaging. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave me a rating and a review. It truly means the world to me and I read every message and kind word. Till next time, aim big. Aim big.